Hello, it is risk-free same game parlay Thursday night football Thursday, October 28th, 2021 years after zero. Today's a big day because tonight we will win as a team and take all the cash roller from FanDuel. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We have great conversations today. I think you will enjoy them with Jay Glazer, Ike Taylor, AJ Hawk, and all the boys are fantastic as always. Let's get to it. And it sounded fantastic on this risk-free same-game parlay Thursday Night Football Thursday. But I'd like to let everybody know this morning, I did some voiceovers for stuff. Ooh. I read for an hour and ten minutes earlier today. Jesus. The boys watched it happen. A lot of people got to hear it. There was words put next to each other that I've never seen in sentences before. And most people probably in the voiceover business would have read the script beforehand. Maybe. That seems like that is something we should jot down for later times. Now you want to go in with a clear mind. That's what I did. Well, I look cloudy, maybe, but I went in there, and I didn't know what was coming. I think it's going to be good. I'm excited for I, it. I, I basically, you know, I was the, uh, I basically was the storyteller for something that is going to happen. So I basically have heard this story that is going to be told pretty much read through it this morning, a few times on a few lines. Let's not mm-hmm. let's not act sure like that didn't happen. But I think it's going to be good. I'm excited about it. I'm thankful for it. But what I'm saying is I couldn't wait to start speaking about NFL football. Hell that is yeah. happening tonight. Hell yeah. Green Bay Packers are traveling down to Arizona, Phoenix, the fifth largest city in America, beautiful place to take on an absolutely red hot Cardinal squad. Now, there is some news coming out of that particular game. We already knew that Devontae Adams was at with COVID. Still a thing. Mm-hmm. Then we found out that Alan Lazard was going to be at because he was a close contact, a high risk close contact to Devontae Adams, we would assume, or Joe. Barry. Barry. Oh, I almost said Perry. Joe Barry, the defense coordinator. I don't know why Alan Lazard would potentially be hanging out with <laughs> Joe Barry as opposed to Devontae Adams, but he was out. So three big names out for the Green Bay Packers. On the Cardinals side, they get Chandler Jones back oh, off of Uncle ooh. COVID's naughty list. But at the same time, J.J. Watt out for the rest of the season. Wow. It was a crazy turn of events. He was out for the game I was originally reading, and then Adam Schefter put out a tweet that said, hey, this is a bummer. Okay, this is an absolute bummer, but we think J.J. Watt's potentially getting shoulder surgery. He's going to be out for the season. This magical run that he had with Phoenix and his magical run he had as a member of the Cardinals in his first year of his multi-year deal that he signed after getting released from his contract with the Houston Texans in the big workout up in Wisconsin. He was squatting. He was getting numerous shirts delivered to other people so that nobody could break the story of where he was signing his first time being a free agent. But him goes to Arizona. Owner flies a jet to Wisconsin to go pick him up and fly him back and sign him. It was a beautiful thing. They got off to the hottest of hot starts. J.J. Watt was a part of a defense that was dominant, that could keep up with an offense that was consistent. And now here we are, seven games into that beautiful relationship that was just, you know, it was was kind of in the roots. Right. That's right. You know, it was kind of in the roots, and there was already starting to blossom. Mm -hmm. I mean, things were already starting to come out. The roots were wide and thick. The foundation had been laid, and he was already starting to really start to take over. It felt like in a culture-building standpoint, in playmaking standpoint, in energy boost. Now he's out for the rest of the season, which is a goddamn shame. It really is. 
I like seeing this rebirth of J.J. Watt. I like seeing J.J. Watt have to prove himself to another city, to another coaching staff, to another locker room. I enjoyed what it was. I enjoyed that J.J. and T.J. were sitting in frozen lakes in Wisconsin with Derek, and then they were working out with their high school lifting coach that they hadn't lifted with in some time. It was a throwback. It was a here we go. T.J. Watt balling. Derek's doing his thing. J.J. was going. And now it's all over after week seven. I'm fucking bummed about it for J.J. Watt. And the immediate reaction from the naysayers and haters in which there were many of J.J. Watt, especially when he signed that $30 million deal. A lot of people were saying the same thing. J.J. Watt never plays. J.J. Watt always gets hurt. J.J. Watt's body would not allow him to ever be what he could potentially be because he gets hurt. That is not that is factually incorrect, by the way. I would like to let everybody know that. I guess there's a stat out there floating, and we try to do our own research, but anytime you start adding up big numbers and not knowing if it's regular season or playoff numbers, you don't know what it is. He's only missed, I think, 32 games out of 167 possible games. Mm. He... Four of the last six seasons, though, in recent history, he has missed three, five, eight, and seven, or he's only played in three, five, eight, and seven games. So although recent history says for the last six years, J.J. will not be able to complete an entire season, throughout his entire career, that was not the case. So I do not want people to paint that picture of J.J. that he was never able to perform because for a lot of times, 130-some games, he was able to. Here late with an awkward landing on the shoulder that's going to knock him out of this season, maybe some unfortunate things have happened. I do not think that the Arizona Cardinals spent too much money to get J.J. Watt in there. I think J.J. will probably come back from this, hopefully better than ever, or whatever he decides to do. I can't wait to see it. Definitely a bummer for tonight's game. They get Chandler Jones back, so the Green Bay offensive line still is going to have to deal with some shit, but I can't wait to watch tonight, which could be an absolute roller coaster of emotions for both squads. This thing could get ugly. Yeah. Arizona has the ability to do that to anybody, I think. Now, with the Green Bay Packers, I don't think they have, you know, shown anybody that they couldn't blow people out. But most of these games are a little bit of a a joust. Mm -hmm. So this could be a great one tonight. It could be a bad one. All I do know is that our risk-free same-game parlay is going to hit tonight. Hell yeah! Now, our risk-free same-game parlay is something that, you know, has kind of caught the gambling world by storm. A risk-free bet that had, you know, 44,000 people riding alongside. Because now there's a scoreboard. That's right. Mm -hmm. So now there's a scoreboard on things, you know. And there was, at the beginning of this risk-free same-game parlay run, uh, FanDuel, which has incredible upgrades, including they show you the stats of people on the bet slip. Yeah, massive. So you know, now alternate yards, they don't do that yet. They need to get into that game as well. But they show you the stats and all that. But one of the upgrades was, hey, here's a hot same game parlay if you'd like to get behind it. Because FanDuel, you know, kind of, I don't want to say they created the same game parlay. It's probably been happening in gambling for a long time. But FanDuel Sportsbook's technology mastered the same game parlay before anybody else could. So it's something that they enjoy, something we enjoy promoting. And they do it so they're like, hey, here's the amount of people watching on it. Darren Ravel the first week was like, hey, FanDuel's telling me that 6,500 <laughs> people are betting on this? Wow, that's crazy or something like that. And then he deleted his tweet once he found out, well, that, it was just starting at oh, 65. Yeah. Yeah. That thing got up over 30,000 the first week. Then it reached 40-some thousand. Then it was over 30 again and 30 again and 20-some. It's like tonight we have an opportunity. 
in a game that is destined to be great, a game that'll capture our attention at least for four, three, four quarters, right. as opposed to potentially maybe some previous Thursday night football games. Tonight we get a chance to watch two legends battle and also take millions. Hey! of dollars from FanDuel. I can't wait for it. The council helped me piece this beautiful same-game parlay together. We feel great about it. As soon as it goes live on FanDuel, we will announce it from the Hilltops. Yes. Oh, yeah. The Toxic Table at Ty Schmidt, at Boston Connor, at Ty Schmidt, uh, diehard Green Bay Packers fan. Actually owns some stock in the Green Bay Packers, which is newsworthy because I think they're opening up more stock to Uh sell. What do you get from your stock, tie? just briefly, quickly? Well, he can go to the owner's meeting, and uh, there's some, some other perks, whatnot. Basically, you get a piece of paper that says you're part owner of the Packers. Whoa. Okay, which That's, is awesome. Yeah. And the Green Bay Packers, which have uh, no owner, but also no budget for anything, mm. just rake in this, this amount of money. Oh, I, yeah. And the other owners have okayed it to go. To, whatever the case, you're a stock owner of the Green Bay Packers. Tonight, Devontae Adams has officially been ruled out. Mm-hmm. I think we could... Does that mean that he got at least one negative test then? Uh, Maybe, but he didn't travel with the team. So I'm assuming they knew yesterday whether or not he was going to play, right? It's just official. Devontae Adams has officially been ruled out via Ian Rappaport after the COVID protocols where he would have to test negative uh, twice in with a 24-hour grace period in between the two. He was not able to do that, especially with a Thursday night football matchup. No Devontae, no Lazard, no Joe Barry. Your thoughts going in tonight to take on an electric factory known as Kyler Murray in the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I'm excited. I don't think anyone expects the Packers to win. I think this could be a vintage Raj game. I mean, like we talked about, you know, it's six and a half. Like, it's tough not to bet on the Packers because I really do think they are going to win. It just, I mean, I don't know. The, the Cardinals, they're good, but I just, it, it just really feels like a game. when No, no one thinks the Packers are going to win. Rodgers always comes and performs in these games. Either it's going to be very close, and I think they can pull it out in the end, or there is a possibility that Arizona just routes them because they're just very explosive, and the Packers have a lot of guys that are hurt and injured and not playing. But. And Thursday night football in Arizona. Right. Yeah. Those right. fans are very loud. Okay, mm-hmm. that place is a loud place. Uh, what's the name? Now, State Farm uh, Stadium. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, not. Aaron Rodgers – you know, yeah. What well, happened to Vegas you? What happened to University of Phoenix? Well, University of Phoenix was a fraudulent university. What? what? Larry got no, his no, degree I don't think from so. there. No, I don't think that was a lie. What I just said. What I'm saying is, you could become a doctor on the University yeah. of Phoenix. I think, and you don't even have to look at the screen. You could have somebody else do it. I think. I'm That's not 100 sure. I mean, I thought about it. I, I was looking into it. Yeah. Not that the University of Phoenix was not trailblazing and groundbreaking in the online internet university thing, which those degrees, I'm sure carry a lot of weight. They do. Correct. They do? 100%. Do they? I, I'm not no Have you ever seen somebody go to, like, hey, where'd you graduate? University of Phoenix. It, like, it, maybe we haven't given enough time. I feel like it's been around a long... Is it still going? Is University of Phoenix still going? I would assume it's still going, just like DeVry's still going. And I think Southern know, New Hampshire, Southern New Hampshire, Hampshire is the new, is the is the new, new Harvard of the online. Yeah, Snoo crushes. Especially what are you going to say, Z? Uh, my mom has her master's from uh, University of Phoenix. Did it work? Uh, she has a job. So the ma- <laughs> is, it, is it a master's program? Uh, the one she did, yes. It was but do they program. have undergrad they as well? They do, yes. 
I would, fascinating. I would guess most people are doing it for the master's program. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know very many people that are going to undergrad at University of Phoenix. Hey, something to think about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially well, if you're a college cheaper. dropout. I would assume it's very cheap. <laughs> you do not have to do probably it. Probably not too difficult. Yeah, I, mean, I would assume you do not have to do too much. Yeah. And maybe I'm not respecting online degrees enough, but... I mean, you just cheat through that entire thing, right? I mean, you have to. You just send mid there and we'll find out. So it's just a time commitment thing. Like, hey, you committed enough time to the cheating to get through this that you deserve said masters. My friends in most of our classes. That's Nick, didn't he do it? Yeah, exactly. Nick, you were in the internet? Can confirm, yeah. What, are you masters? Yeah. Online? Yep. But you got it through the school, right? Yeah. Yeah. Through an accredited university. Right. It wasn't Uh, just a... Whoa. Fugue's online program. What Whoa. are you saying? Like South Harmon Institute of Technology? Whoa. Bingo. The shit rag. Hey. The shit sandwiches. <laughs> that was a motivating and inspiring story, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, Maybe we can movie. do it if we want to do it. That's and right. isn't this what further learning is and higher learning is? All that? You still play Anyways, the back to it. University of Phoenix didn't pay enough. So State Farm gotcha. came in and said, we got it. <clears throat> I wonder if State Farm got upset about how they potentially read about State Farm uh, Stadium becoming State Farm Stadium. Huh. You know what I mean? I wonder if they say, hey, enough with the chit-chat. Okay, just read what we told you to say. I'm sure they did. Well, that's because, you know, when you become a powerful insurance company, you got to be, you know, stern but fair. That's right. right. By the book. But Aaron Rodgers goes into State Farm Stadium tonight, Tone Diggs, you think, and does what? And is all the money uh, host of Hammer Don, uh, the gambling podcast that runs 15 minutes after Mm -hmm. this show ends every single day at YouTube.com forward slash Hammer Don. Is the money on Arizona because everything that happened on the field for Green Bay? And does J.J. and Chandler just kind of offset each other because Chandler's back, J.J.'s out? What are your thoughts on the gambling um, trends right now for tonight's Thursday night football game? So the tickets are split 50-50. The money, however, 75% of the money is on the Cardinals. You saw it go from four and a half to six six when Devontae was out. Lazard rolled out another half point, got us to six and a half. Um, I actually liked the Cardinals before Devontae was out, but now that he isn't out, I feel like the Packers can play like more free with like nothing to lose, so it actually worries me, and I got no fucking clue. Okay, so Diggs has no clue, which is fantastic. (laughs) Joining us now is a man who knows. Yes. Okay. A man who has known, a man that has knew basically everything you hear that happens in the NFL. You see him on Fox NFL Sunday and also on Thursday Night Football's coverage on Fox. The man who knows everything happening at all times in the NFL world, ladies and gentlemen, OG Jay Glazer. What's going on, Jay? Ladies and gentlemen, I implore you. Yeah, well, I implore you to uh, let us. Do you drink all that wine? Are you a wino, a heavy wine? Are oh, you... I'm a total cork dork. Big oh, time. Oh, cork dork. I like that. Cork dork. Yeah, cork dork. That is awesome. Are you, do hey. you go do the tours and all that shit? Are those your friends' Hell wines? Yeah. Do you have your own Absolutely. wine? Absolutely. No, no doubt. Last night I had dinner with, uh, shit, here, name dropper. I had dinner with uh, Chuck Wagner, who owns my Camus. Ooh. And, uh, and uh, he's now a official sponsor of MVP. Like only I can get a guy who owns a winery to uh, put money in to help support mental health of veterans and NFL players. Right? Well, that's amazing. It all fits together. Well, it's amazing thing what you're doing with MVP alongside your partnership with GNC and what you do out of the Unbreakable Performance Gym in LA. You're uh, you're an entrepreneur. You're a man that gives back. We appreciate that. But you're also a man. Hey, who- hey wait, wait, wait real ahead. quick. One more thing. So I want to. I want. I want to. Look at that house. Pump up one more thing. Is AJ huge. on the show today? AJ will be on the next hour. All right. Shit. 
So AJ used to work for, uh, be at the Packers with John Schneider. You guys know Schneider, right? The GM of the uh, the uh, Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. So the coolest thing I have in my house is this right here. Okay. Okay. Schneider's son Ben is autistic, and up until three months ago, they had no idea he could do that. So his son, let me see what I can get here. Can you see that painting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. You got both of them over there. So if you go to smallegoart.com, he is now painting for a living. And some of the proceeds go back to help children with autism. It's, I mean, how talented. They had no idea. Three months ago, I think he looked at it like a Jackson Pollock book. <laughs> and then he was like, I want a canvas. And just painted that. Like, unbelievable. Well, that's beautiful. That's an amazing yeah. thing. Uh, what you say? Smart e- e- small small ego. ego. Small ego art. Small ego art. Okay, yep. perfect. We're going to, uh, we'll definitely buy one for the office. Can't thank you Love enough it. for opening eyes to that oh, amazing yeah. thing going on. That's cool. And yeah. Thanks for making the world a better place, Jay. Okay, thanks. I mean, that is a real thing. It feels like you are fully dialed in to making the world and people happier and better. And we appreciate the hell out of that. Now, there's I got it because of my own fucked upness, so I got kind of, you know, bounced out. I understand. Is- hey, yin yan, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, I appreciate that. I respect that. Tonight, big game. By the way, check out smallegoart.com. There'll be, hey, that, there's a blue one in there. Oh, yeah. Hey, we need to get, <laughs> let's actually get one of those. All right. I, I don't know how much they cost. Just I've never it. been in the art game. Okay, Just perfect. We got it for the office. <laughs> Look at you, Jay, moving paintings, dude. Yeah. Let's go, Jay. Moving wine, moving paint, moving supplements. Let's go. Um, Jay, tonight, a lot of names out of this game. And I know you're going to cover it here uh, to L.A., and we appreciate you stopping by here before you got to hit the road. But Devontae out, uh, Lazard out, Joe Barry out, J.J. Watt out for the season. What are you hearing from the teams? What should we be looking for, maybe? Yeah, look, you know, the Cardinals, it's interesting. Totally different Cardinals team that used to be. And I think in the past, if you had a name that go de- that went down, they would just maybe shut it down. Right? But look, last few weeks, without Chandler Jones, who's playing better than any defensive end in the NFL. They're without their head coach. They're without their quarterback coach. And yet, they didn't miss a beat. Like, the the, the roster that Steve Kahn put together over there, and I, I think now the culture over there is just different. So, you know, J.J. going down, um, he's definitely been a vocal leader over there. But I haven't seen anything that's gotten them to unravel when something happens. I think the one – look, as long as Kyler's in there – they're good. And and by the way, DeAndre Hopkins, who always plays through injuries, he's he's banged up for tonight also, if he if he can play or not. He's been banged up. Oh, that's actual question oh. mark on whether or not Hop will play tonight or yeah, no? Hop is usually even if he's I mean, he plays through everything. Everything. And um he's been banged up this week and still, you know, as we get cl- closer to game time I'll 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 know a lot more about that, but I know he's been he's been banged up and Huh. He's been banged up a lot, but he, like I said, he plays through just about everything. My, my point is, is that you know, Jay, is he playing or not, Jay? I don't know yet. I gotta make sure. I, I mean, you gotta watch the show tonight. I don't know. Will he potentially have forty-one yards tonight? <laughs> do you think? I, I mean, this is. Oh, is that your over/under? Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's the same game parlay we got. Uh, oh my god! I didn't know Hop was potentially out. Oh my god! My heart dropped. Yeah, well, again, he plays through everything, but. You know, they rested him all week long, so I just haven't made the call yet today, to be honest with you. Okay, perfect. Well, let's hope DeAndre Hopkins uh, yep. 
Hey, need your bow. I need you. Right. I, I need you out there. Just, I didn't hear what you know, said. Yeah. Yeah, it's you got Aaron in, so you know you're all right. Okay, perfect. Uh, I appreciate you for that information, Jay. Around the NFL, there's a lot of shit popping off right now. And I don't know how plugged in you are with some of the stuff. I know there's the one for, per club meetings that are happening, and now there's disagreements coming out of that. Is that normal that happens in the NFL with these one per club meetings? Is everything kind of more spotlighted and bigger because of all the shit that has happened? It's our first time meeting since 2019? Or is this just par for the course on how these normally go? No, there's so no. There's a lot of one per club meetings. That's a normal. They've had a lot of those, but the shit that's coming out of there, that's not normal. No, it's it's like, um, it's a it's a bad reality show, you know, with all the stuff that's going on with the Washington football team, and then you know the Raiders, and then the St. Louis lawsuit. So now this whole thing, it's not normal. Now these guys, you get a bunch of billionaires in a the room, they're gonna say some funny shit, or they're gonna you know speak out, but. Not like this. I, I, I don't remember a time when there's been um, so much, I guess, drama amongst owners. Because usually there's, you know, these guys stick together. It's the owners, right? They stick together. And it, now you see, you know, I, I think, um, especially what's happening with, with Washington, you see a lot of angst over that. Def, more angst than, than I can remember. And I asked um, Ian this yesterday, and I, he, he kind of... Uh, his name's Rappaport. Do you know Ian? Oh. Do you know Ian? I don't. I know a lot of Ian, so I don't know which one of your friends. Rap sheet. This is rap sheet. I, I didn't know if you were one of his friends or not. Rap sheet and friends, but I oh, asked, Ian, gotta be true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he was talking, I asked him about. It seems like there's potentially more teams for sale now or potential more turnover now than there's ever been. I mean, the Broncos conversation is happening. Whatever's going on with the Chargers is happening. Then there was the time where the Washington football team, not that long ago, was allegedly going to be sold and moved on from. Is that all talk, or do you think there is going to be some turnover in the ownership? And does that change anything, you think, going forward with the game or the league at all? No, I don't think it changes anything. You just get more richer guys in. You know, that's, that's all it does. But you know, there's always there's always been – look, people have long tried to get these teams. And there's been a lot of – it used to be that, hey, maybe we can get Tennessee. There, there was definitely, you know, could we get Washington? There was uh, – there's been a lot. This isn't new, and there's certainly always been people lining up to try to get involved in one of these teams. And now more and more also, I hear more and more – I can't I, – there are celebs who I hear from – all the time we're trying to get part of an ownership group but that's not new either you know we've heard about you know different you know diddy one year jay-z and you know now you know certainly i don't know if he's a celeb but you know jeff bezos celeb. i think he's rich than celeb so nah, i don't know i think both. he's so rich he's a celeb yeah he's yeah. an astronaut it's you know. <laughs> kind of both yeah but there's a lot of people that want to get in there always have been it just feels like at this moment in time it, with the discontent and discourse that's happening in the one per club meetings and who knows, with the spotlight on everything, maybe it will be a turn of the tide. NFL teams are beachfront property. Like, there's only so many, right? Yeah. And you just start popping up left and right. So, yeah, there's always – and I think for a lot of these cats, uh, especially like the new money in the tech world, a lot of them, this is their dream. But, yeah, there's – there's this isn't new where people are trying to get in. Uh, we just know that, yeah, a team like the Broncos, you know, that's going to be, uh, there'll be an ownership change over there at some point. And then 
when you got the richest guy in the world wanting to throw money at you too, I mean, you know, at some point, I think somebody's going to say, okay, I'm in. Yeah, you have to. And uh, by the way, the beachfront property from all reports is one that just – Instead of water breaking on the beach, it's actually just money that just comes in. And that if you, it's just money that flows no doubt, in. Right? Yeah, it's an incredible business. And you've been a massive part of it for a long time as an insider. And I would assume that you have your you know, finger on the pulse of a situation happening between Houston, uh, Houston off the field, Houston on the field, and then also in Miami where Tua came out and said, I don't not feel wanted, which he has to say. Tua has it all out there. But Deshaun in Houston, is that something that – has to get settled off the field before anything on the field can happen? And do you see that happening or do you hear that happening? Because these are very serious allegations and there is a lot of them, obviously, Jay. Yeah, and, but Houston's played this all wrong. Okay. And I say this because in training camp preseason, teams were calling. They weren't calling back. They weren't texting back. Like, man, don't not communicate in this league. You never know when someone's going to – and before that, by the way, and I, I reported this on – on Fox NFL Sunday uh, a few weeks ago, earlier this offseason, a team offered them three ones and three threes, and they turned it down. That's okay? a lot. Three ones and three threes, and a- they turned it down. And and who? that was... Who uh, was it? Who was it? What was right. it? When was it? I'm sorry, I missed you there. I think it was going into the draft. It was, it was the offseason, right? But even so, there are... There were four teams that were interested in him during camp, right? You had the Panthers, you had the Broncos, you had uh, the Dolphins, you had the Eagles, and they just won't call anybody back. So then as this has gone on also, um, yeah, there's there has been a couple of times, like I think some owners who or teams who wanted to be involved want Deshaun to go settle and get the legal issues taken care of. And Deshaun his whole time has said he didn't want to settle. Right, so I think that is... Deshaun doesn't want to look guilty. You settle, you look guilty. Exactly, right. So I think that has held it up in a certain way. I think... He might be guilty, by the way. I'm not saying... And I think teams have also said, okay, we'd like to talk to him if we're going to be involved in this. And the Texans have been like, no. Like, why not? Fascinating. And now November 2nd... (laughs) Hey, November 2nd is just a couple days away. Is there any chance... Is there any chance anything happens, you think? Yeah, there is a chance, but it's still... The same thing, but my point is that they have Houston's just slowed it down so much that you know they're hey, look. I'm not GM, but if this was me, right? And I think if this is you. Like, yep, everybody, let's start making best offers. Let's see what do you guys want to do. Let's see, let's play each other off each other. And the fact that Carolina is now pulled back out again, that takes away all your leverage if you're trying to do something with Miami. And yes, Deshaun has a no trade clause. Business, right? Yeah help decide where he wants to go but at the same time he doesn't want to be there and you know there's just there's ways you could like pump it up pump it up. okay we got three three teams so these four teams and man this place is great and i just think that they played it wrong yeah you think they should have done much better business basically you should hear at least offers and get them on the table because a bird in the hand it's better than two in the bush go ahead ty Jay, uh, going back to the game tonight, have you heard anything? I don't think David Bakhtiari is going to play, but have you heard anything in terms of going forward when he might play and MVS might be on a snap count, or or is he going to play? Have you heard anything uh, injury wise well, for the Packers? No, I, again, I'm I'm, I'm uh, I got my scheduled call with them in uh, what time's it right now? Twelve twenty nine. Oh, uh, in about an hour and a half. So you don't know anything. 
No, hour and a half I will. Okay. Why don't you get back an hour and a half? Hey, by the way, <laughs> another insider just said that he is expected to play DeAndre Hopkins, which we have pulled you away from that call. We apologize. Mm. You didn't get to tweet that. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Jay, Brandon Cooks tweeted, uh, this is bullshit after they moved Mark Ingram yesterday. Is yeah. there any chance he gets traded out or no? Yeah, I do. I think they're gonna, So that's the thing. I think that Houston's going to fire sell everybody else. And, you know, except for Deshaun. So, yeah, I could see a guy like like Cook's going. I can see a lot of guys like I think they're just going to try and fire sale over there. And they should. Uh, we appreciate you for joining us, Jay. Uh, any other trades we should be, maybe keep our eye on? Before? Oh, here, here's what's happened all week. Everybody kind of – trade deadline's fucking weird. They all sit there like all week long and they kind of play, hey, uh, you guys got anybody? Hey, you want to – hey, let's talk closer. And, hey, and then Monday, bam. It's like they cram for a test. Or like we used to cram for a test. So you don't kind of you don't really do shit. I mean, you do you look at your textbook for a little bit, you know, the week before, two weeks before, and then Monday they start getting all creative and crazy. And hey, let's do this or let's do that. And you know, it's it, there's nothing. Um, but yeah, they'll. I think teams will start swinging away for names without a doubt. They're going to start getting desperate and swinging away, and especially. And the other thing, teams start convincing other teams that they're out of it right now, so they might as well just start trading this guy. It's pretty funny just to hear some of these conversations. Like, hey, you guys really, I mean, you're out. Like, we'll take this guy off your hands. Or, <laughs> hey, we'll load you up for next for, for next year. And some teams actually bite. Yeah, you got to be a salesman in their eyes, assume. And I appreciate yeah. you. Safe travels to uh, Thursday night football coverage. You're going to crush up, guys? it. I pre- hey, where, how the fuck? Why, why have I not been on for, for two months? I feel like you got, like. That is true. That's my fault. Have <laughs> I? If I've been put on suspension or like if I am I like am I probation or no. detention? No, I don't know why we need you back more though. I'm gonna let you know we need you it's hundred percent my fault. That's on me. I apologize. Well you're a dick then. How about yeah, that? Well, hey, hey, thanks for to know what <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Jay Glazer. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate Jay there. I didn't hear what you asked him. He said he's calling in 90 minutes because I was getting word in my ear. First, Zeta was reading the tweet aloud in my ear, and it said, uh, questionable DeAndre Hopkins or whatever. I was like, fuck. And then you actually heard me say that into the – and then the rest of the tweet said, expected to play, though, tonight. Barring any pregame setbacks per source, DeAndre Hopkins is expected to play, says Adam Schefter. I was questioning what that meant at the end part, so I didn't want to say the wrong thing there. Well, I mean, maybe he's walking around and something happens. Yeah, like he's hit by a car or something. The risk-free same-game parlay is officially live and has been since uh, before we found out that DeAndre Hopkins wasn't potentially playing by Jay Glazer on the phone there. made my heart drop. But this risk-free same-game parlay, I think, is good. What's up? Won't they just if, – if he doesn't go, won't they just void that part and he'll still be fine? Be yeah. Right? Yeah, it'll be easy, right? Yeah. That's exactly how it should be. Yeah, yeah. part's out if he doesn't play. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, we all understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure they understand that as well. Yeah, they, should. they normally do. Yeah, they get it. Yeah, they get it. Absolutely. Especially if we have 10, 15, 20,000, 30,000 people on this. Yeah. His, name turns or- His name turns orange. Yep. Says void. The largest Thursday night football in the 2021 NFL season. Hell yeah. The biggest game the NFL has had thus far. Two teams that are leading their divisions clash in an NFC matchup that the whole world is going to want to watch. And while you're watching it, you might as well have a little risk-free $10 on the same game parlay that we have put together at FanDuel and only at FanDuel that is going to hit and rake so much money out of the FanDuel bank account that they're going to call us and beg 
for their money back. Hell yeah! Woo! Tonight's same game parlay is one that we have crafted as a council together. Sitting around the bar outside, we even did an all in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed. And that was the sound you heard because we were a group working together to piece this puzzle. That is a risk-free same game parlay for a Thursday night football game and finally win one and take the lid off the top of the bucket. Once tonight's hit, we're going to roll into next week. It's going to hit again. Then the next week, it's going to hit again. We're going to do this so often that FanDuel is going to have to take the risk-free same-game parlay promotion out of their goddamn pamphlets that they promote about promoting FanDuel. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Because tonight, Aaron Jones is going to be an anytime touchdown scorer. Wow. Yep. Aaron Rodgers is going to throw for 225 plus, isn't he? Is this a primetime game or not? Yeah, yeah, it is. Is Aaron Rodgers going to, does everybody think Aaron Rodgers ain't going to be able to complete a bunch of passes because Devontae Adams is out and Alan Lazard is out? Yes. What does that mean? That means Aaron's going to go throw for 300 yards. Think again. Let's go. Aaron Jones over 40 plus yards. Okay, that's going to happen. Uh-huh. Okay, because Aaron Jones is going to be a part of this entire uh, backfield. Aaron Jones, explosive, dynamic football player. Wait until you get a chance to see this guy if you haven't seen him play. You might have seen him a couple years ago. He scored like five touchdowns or something like that against the Dallas Cowboys. Since then, he has only gotten better. He's only gotten richer. And he's only become a larger part of the Packers offense. Aaron Jones once won a... Soft spot 9,500 bidet yeah, from right. Fluid Master because he had the best untouched touchdown. He has breakaway speed. He's elusive and he's gritty. He's going to get 40. He's going to fall for 40 yards. Yeah. Oh, no yeah. Doubt. No oh, JJ, yeah. too. Hopkins over 40 receiving yards. Love it. I mean, I love it. 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 Need him to play because if he plays, he's going to get 40 yards in one play. Yep. Yep. And the odds remain higher than if he's not to play, and it kind of gets voided out of there. Uh, Kyler Murray's going to go over 225-plus. This is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, even though the Green Bay Packers defense might have been pretty opportunistic. Ah, oh, that was so close. Opportunistic in the red zone. There was a lot of yards had by old Taylor Heineke, yep. and if Taylor Heineke was able to succeed against that Packers defense, it still made incredible stops opportunistic spots or stops in big spots were able to get the ball back there will still be yards to be had for Kyler Murray in an incredibly explosive offense that has been pieced together in the offseason by Steve Kahn all those stops are in the red zone too they move down the field bend you know but don't break and when you bend 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 you give up yards yards Yards. Kyler Murray's going to account for at least 225 yards through the air, and Zach Ertz is going to score another touchdown because Kyler and Zach Ertz are building a relationship right now that is going to be a quarterback tight end duo that they want everybody else to talk about. Everybody in the NFL at tight end university, you always hear, oh, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. This guy's in absolute stuff. Rob Gronkowski, Tom Brady. Who's the outlet for a quarterback, the tight end normally? When all hell breaks loose, the tight end is just running routes. To get open. Hey, if you need me, I'm here. Zach Ertz wants to become that guy for Kyler. Kyler wants Zach Ertz to become that guy, it appears. That touchdown catch he had in his first game was insane. He looked like he still had the juice. The same guy that scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl to win that thing now is on an offense that opens up a little bit more because A.J. Green's on the outside, as is Hop. Expect it. Yep, yep. And Kirk and Rondale Moore, there's a lot of room for a tight end to make. Hey, he'll score another touchdown. We will hit for plus 1287. And we will take millions and millions of dollars from FanDuel tonight. And that'll be just 
the beginning of the same game parlay that is risk-free after you opt in, opt in for 10 bucks. They're going to regret the day that they said you can do this, Pat. Hell yeah, 100%. They're going to regret the day that we negotiated the terms that it could be between three and six legs, has to remain above at least plus 400 and below plus 2,000. This includes after 40,000 people make the same bet, mm -hmm. 30,000 people make the same bet. If it gets below plus 400, we'll have to avoid it. We mm -hmm. can't do it. Yep. The risk and trading department says, uh-uh, we ain't doing that. So with those rules, those guidelines, this game, our risk-free same-game parlay needs to win and needs to start getting hot. Tonight's the night it does it. Thanks to Aaron. Thanks to Kyler. Thanks to Aaron Jones. Thanks to Zach Ertz. And most importantly, thanks to DeAndre Hopkins for playing through that incredible injury yeah. that you have. You're an absolute tough guy. Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills are on the horizon. Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and meet new people. Hell yeah. When the moment comes, it's not come too quick. Oh, <laughs> here we go. I get it. <laughs> that is not what they had in their copy. Okay. <laughs> should. That was, I think they're going in a different direction, so let's go back a sentence or two. Okay, okay. When, you, when the moment comes, you want to be ready. That's true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Huh? Lasts a long time. Banging up, banging up, banging up. Yeah, it's Pete Alonzo at the all <laughs> yes. at the home run derby. That's Boom. right. Dingers. Downtown. Bingo. David Population you, dude. Hell yeah. Roman ready equals confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way. Whether that be as a single person or a couple who would still rather stay in with each other, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. Okay. Ooh. That's huge. Free? The shipping's free. Wow. I believe. Not the... Not the yes, medication. Free no. two-day shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go to GetRoman.com slash McAfee today, and if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Okay. Oh. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. And if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of erectile dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. I had to wait for Avec the beat to drop. That's French. Oui. Oui. Ça va? Ça va bien. Et toi? Comme si, comme ça. Oui. 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 It's raining like a motherfucker over mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. It's almost bringing the roof down, AJ. How are you doing over there in Ohio? How do you feel as the college football national champion? Super Bowl champion? Oh. Ryder Cup champion? How do you feel as a father of 15 on this <laughs> glorious risk-free same-game parlay, AJ Hawk? 
I feel pretty good. I could hear the rain banging off your uh, the roof earlier. I don't, I don't know if I can hear it now as much, but I hope it doesn't happen here. We have trick or treat tonight, so I, I assume oh. it's trick or treat there too, right? Sunday. Uh, hey, is it Sunday? For me, uh, I'm not sure. The neighborhood the town is in, which is having a Halloween party on Saturday night. Hell yeah! Hey, hey, town. Oh. Best meatballs in time. Hey, AJ, you coming? You coming? You could keep the kids, have them stay overnight, and do trick or treat in Tones neighborhood. They do a hey, king size candy bar. Right. Right. Yeah. Hey, right. king size candy in Tones' neighborhood. AJ, come out and experience two trick or treats. Maybe. Coach is making yeah. pepperoni rolls. No, is he really? What? No, he Fuck. Wait, what? <laughs> He's coming out for Thanksgiving instead. Oh, okay. Coach. Coach, we can't wait to see you. Connor's disappoint- disappointment there was reflected by the rest of us. Yeah. Yeah. We just not vocalize it like he did. Uh, trick or treat tonight. Do you dress up with the kids? Like, do you and the wife dress up as co- in costume for the kids dressing up in costume walking around the houses? Uh, I have in the past when they were uh, younger, but now not really anymore. We don't have to. They don't really need me or want me to dress up. Oh, so the parents would go like, what are you dressed up as? A.J. Hawk? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, yeah, that's that's I put his skin on or whatever. Like what? So you just you in where you live, there's only three houses. So you got to go to another neighborhood. You got to go. We just go to the neighborhood right right there across the street. Yeah, it's a great neighborhood for trick or treat. Houses close. They give nice big candy. It's, it's plenty. It's all we need. Nobody comes to your house on huh? because it's like a Seven mile walk back into the woods. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I we put a bucket out because, but where we live, yeah, I doubt we get many people. We're never there. You know, we have young kids, so we're not there handing candy out. When you walk over to the other neighborhood, they're like, "Oh, cake eaters here." Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what. You, by the way, yep. the judgment of the neighborhoods on where you uh, where you go trick or treat at that is a real thing. We always used to try to hop in a car and steal a little, you know, from the old rich people real yep. quick. Oh yeah, let's go try to get a. Four pieces of Reese's, not two. That's of course. Right. You know what I mean? Let's mm-hmm. go and try to get the double thick Kit Kat mm-hmm. as opposed to this tiny little thing. What is this? One bite. Those are the big decisions that you have to make, AJ, as a parent. How's Axel going? I'm sure he handles it very well. Uh, he, yeah, he does all right, surprisingly. He he, he doesn't. Uh, oh, yeah, this was old. What was this last year? Are you aid? Uh, oh, no, I'm the guy from the. I never saw the movie, but what's, what's my name? You in? certainly don't look like him. You yeah. look like someone else. You look like a name that is not even allowed to be really mentioned from afar. Yeah. And I think it's because of how wide your face is. The mustache looks a little thinner. Oh, no. What's my guy's name from that, that movie? Uh, Adolf Hitler. Is, is that, that's yeah. who. Oh. No, that was a full set of costume we bought at a store. Ernie see. Adams. Gomez Adams. Gomez Adams. <laughs> Ernie Dude, Adams. Come on, Tony. Gomez Adams. Okay, so no that's the Adams family, obviously, right? And you guys yes. do this all the time? Is it a full family costume situation? No, I guess this last year we did. This year we don't have like a theme, no. Oh, oh well, you guys can do Marvel, the Avengers. Ooh, yeah. yeah, we've all seen all those. <laughs> Come on! You just dude. said you hadn't seen, <laughs> seen this. this. Doesn't matter. I know. I'm joking. None of, we have my kids. I don't think they they know what Marvel is. Really? Who are you nice. being there? That's awesome. These hawks. These hawks. <laughs> these hawks are going to be something to be feared hawks? in this actual life. What? Yeah. yeah are, so, what are the kids dressing up as? Anything cool? Is it surprises? Do they surprise each other? Like, for instance, we all kind of know what we're dressing up as, except for Connor. We don't know what Connor's dressing up as, so there is that surprise moment of like, okay. Here's the guy that's been banging the drum of Halloween on the show's costume because this is the reason why he's been banging the drum for it. That is a good moment. I'm excited to see what you are tomorrow. Yeah, well, I mean, you can only do this once a year. We might as well take advantage, you know, and you don't want to be, you know, next Friday thinking, man, what if we dressed up for Halloween? That would have been fun. Everybody, there's a lot of people guessing on the internet what you're going to be. Yeah, I've seen a few different ones. 
People, a lot of people saying a lot of stuff on the internet these days, but I do know that there were one or two correct guesses on what I'm being. Hey, what are some of the wrong guesses, Connor, that people are throwing out there? Yeah, that's a good piece of information to have. I'll eliminate one that I think is a good idea. Joe Dirt, I saw, was a pretty good guess. That's too easy, though. Too easy. Too easy. Yeah, but there are a few out there that, you know. Well, I don't want to say it then because I don't want to put a spotlight on what I think it probably is after seeing somebody tweet it to you because I don't want to ruin a surprise for everybody or for me. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, we're less than 24 hours away now, so you might as well just Oh, wait so you do feel as if I probably do know what it's going to be at this point. Well, I think it's you can probably eliminate a lot and narrow it down to a few and then, you know, base it off of that. I think everybody will <laughs> be able to guess it <laughs> if they really put some thought into it. It's a, it's a classic game of guess who. I can't wait for tomorrow. I'm going to enjoy it. Hopefully, we'll be able to dance on FanDuel's grave and bank account after raking in millions of dollars in tonight's Packers-Cardinals game, which is massive right now. Cardinals still minus six and a half. Has that changed at all now that MVS is definitely out, or has it remained the same? It didn't earlier. Let me make sure, too. Over under 50 and a half. That seems to be a good amount of points. Anytime you crack into 50, people think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. Still six and a half. It's uh, totals at 51, but I think it opened to 53, and it came down a little bit because of the Devontae news. J.J. Watt likely out for a season with shoulder injury. Mark... uh, uh, Ingram traded back to the Saints for a late-round pick swap. He's happy. Everybody's happy. Alvin Kamara's happy. I think the only person pissed is Brandon Cooks, who's probably trying to get happy and get traded out of there, which might happen, Jay Glazer told us earlier. Now, there's a report coming out, uh, which we haven't chatted about yet, the Seth Wickersham book, Better to be Feared, about the Patriots dynasty in which he talked to numerous anonymous sources and had some... Very scandalous stories inside of them. Things that were being leaked the week that Tom Brady was flying back to play against the New England Patriots for the first time. A lot of dissension and incredible conversations, including allegedly Robert Kraft saying, I I wish I could stay here in Los Angeles or Vegas or wherever he was, but instead I got to go be with the biggest asshole of my life (laughs) in Cleveland and Bill Belichick. And then allegedly Bill said some things to Tom and Tom said some things to Bill. And then allegedly a new... uh, numerous anonymous sources that were in the meetings heard this and then everybody came out and said all these stories are bullshit basically maybe they're kind of true but the game of telephone is a real thing as these stories get further removed from the actual happening maybe some things get sensationalized whatever the case is so now with every story that comes out of that book we must say oh is this bullshit or is this not bullshit there was one particular story that the patriots fans seem to have already deemed 100% true Mm -hmm. and are excited about it coming out in the book. Uh, Bill Belichick would give underpaid Patriots coaches wads of cash calling them green balls. Hey, the ball is the program. That's right. Ball security is job security. Green ball security is from your job in which you probably have a little bit of job security. Boom. Boom. That would uh, sometimes be worth up to thousands of dollars. He'd also write personal checks to staffers who had overperformed sometimes up to six figures worth of money uh, as a player performance style bonus that the NFL and NFLPA agreed to to give players that outperform their contracts in the offseason as a one lump sum bonus, which can also go into six figures. Bill Belichick allegedly did the same for his staff. I love hearing this. This is unbelievable. I appreciate people that give people bonuses and money and thank cues basically for their hard work knowing that what they're doing is very hard work and not fun if this is true it's awesome but with this book we i don't know if we know if anything is actually true in this thing aj 
I mean, I think that's kind of how you have to look at anything that you read or see now, right? You, I, True. Do you instantly believe anything that you see or read right away? Well, Boston Connor did. And let's uh, why is this story 100% true, Connor, and all the other ones are a bunch of bullshit? I believe bullshit. this one. Me too, by the way. Me too. But I'm just saying it's interesting, the stories that – but from Connor's perspective and Patriots fans, like, nah, that's not true. That's not true. That's not uh -huh. true. This one, definitely true, though. It is a good one. I'm happy to hear it. I hope the book has more of these types of stories as opposed to the scandalous ones, you know, kind of tearing everything everybody apart that would be cool but this is one i think that almost everybody's like yeah this is true this is awesome and maybe bill belichick should be painted in a different light well and shanahan came out and refuted the report that we talked about yesterday from wickersham that they allegedly attempted to trade a number two pick for jimmy g and who knows if shanahan is also lying in that of course but you gotta remember bill belichick also the gm he, he can do this stuff he can hand out these wads of cash and also his two sons are on the staff you're telling me he doesn't get his sons any christmas presents he doesn't give his <laughs> Well, Christmas is playing meaningful football. That's, That's right. right. Here's your gift. Okay, let's have a good holiday season. Let's have actual games that matter. I uh -huh. heard that from somebody one time. That was awesome. Yeah, and it would be great to talk to a former coach or even like Ernie Adams or somebody because I assume Ernie would probably get one of these wads of cash or checks because of, you know, him being able to decipher, you know, signals on the sideline. And it would be to... great to have a conversation with Ernie Adams. Yeah. The football mind, too. I mean, I couldn't imagine the... Yeah, I mean, we're going to have to talk about a lot of things that potentially happen. Obviously, there are some stories that you have to ask. The mastermind, allegedly, in the sky for Bill Belichick over all those years. But just listening to the whys and hows for why they do what they do would be very fascinating, I think. And I, But I don't know if Ernie's a talker, right? Is Ernie a big-time talker? Uh, no, he did the media one time, and that was because it was his last day uh, in New England. And he also did a bunch, like, before the game, he would go out, stand on the sidelines, basically just watch the opposing team warm up and tell Bill, like yeah so the quarterback sucks at throwing it left he sucks at throwing you know uh, or he looks off this day maybe that's yeah. where the foot injury right for Julio Jones yes in the Super Bowl they said it appeared as if Julio had a right foot injury but no it wasn't being documented because when he would cut to his left it was much different in explosion and then when he would cut to his right or something like that yeah. does everybody have one of those AJ because I heard Chuck talk about you know, there's a game management or somebody in the sky that has direct access to the head coach, whether he's on the offensive side of the headset or the defensive side of the headset. There was one person that could, could kind of talk. Ernie, I feel like at this point, has to be the most successful and the most legendary. Oh, 100%. I mean, he he is like a mythical figure now, I feel like, with what he is able to do and decipher. I think every team thinks they have a guy like Ernie that can go watch warm-ups of the other team and try to pick up on little things. Now, I don't know how, like, how effective they may be. The majority of coaches that go out there early and watch warm-ups, it's a networking gig. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. Good to see you. Okay, make sure you hire me when I get fired. Thank you. All right, good. Have a good game. <laughs> I thought they were just saying, hi, how's the family? No, I, I I they're smart to go do that. Like, they should. You're saying it's all business out there. It's all an Have you talked to a coach that says, they're like, hey, I know. Like, I've talked to coordinators like, hey, I'm a coordinator now. Now I have, like guys coming to me saying, hey, hey, you need a you need a position coach? And I'm telling him, hey, you're probably going to be a coordinator soon. I'm going to need a job in a couple of years, so you hire me. Like, they all – that's how it works. By the way, I do not talk to coaches enough, I don't think. I've never heard that that is exactly how it goes. That is fantastic to hear that, you know, because although some of these coaches – like Tom McMahon, I legitimately thought the guy knew nothing of the world and how to operate as a human other than just football. Like, <laughs> in a cave, hobbit, football. That is what I honestly thought his entire 
to hear that he is potentially at least thinking for himself at some point, maybe his future is awesome to hear. Like, that is, that is awesome to hear. And I'm sure Mitt's pretty pumped up about that as well, <laughs> that your dad wasn't just sleeping on the couch in the office all day, every day during football season. He was actually trying to think of the future. That's good news. Um, the thought that the NFL's league meetings, though, uh, this conversation is going to slow down, I think is is a vast understatement. We, we've chatted a little bit more during the break about the St. Louis situation over there. Hey, that's a big fucking deal, yeah. AJ. The more and more I'm reading it, I've, and once again, people from St. Louis have been tweeting me for some time yeah. now telling me to look into this situation and talk about it. I would like to let them, I seen it, I heard it, not really my thing, a lot of legalities, a lot of clauses, a lot of conversations, not court, that's not really my thing. It is in the NFL, though, it's a full conversation. The world will look much different now if it wasn't for allegedly what happened with Kroenke telling doing a deal with St. Louis, then backing out of the deal with St. Louis, going to Los Angeles. St. Louis has no team. The Raiders are now in Vegas and when they were originally, uh, originally potentially supposed to be in California. That's a fascinating storyline that could be in those emails as well, plus the sexual uh, harassment and, and abuse that is allegedly supposed to be in there. These team meetings, I think this is just the start of a conversation, AJ. This is, uh, I don't know how the NFL deals with it. Maybe they just hope that games happen and another wave comes through, but uh, this this St. Louis thing, the more and more I learn about it, it seems like the less I feel like the NFL has a handle of the whole situation. Well, they do not. I don't think. Glazer kind of said it, and you you said it too. Like we don't ever hear this kind of stuff. Like from the like if there's some big you know uh, like scandal going on, and like those are far and few between, and we hear about them. But like Mark Davis, we make we make fun of him, and you know are joking about it. But like he, I don't think he's gonna let this go. It's like hey, you did this whole thing, and. I'm the only one that got fucking burned by this. You knew about it. You never told us. And I'm the one who has to just have, like kind of pay for everyone else's sins. Like, that's bullshit. He's got a lot of spite potentially in that backpack. Yeah, absolutely. Uh -huh. Mark Davis potentially got a little bit of spite, but there's a lot of public attention as well. Uh, another big-time story of the week was Coach Tomlin potentially going to USC and leaving the Pittsburgh Steelers, in which he answered a question about that in such beautiful fashion. Uh, never say never, but never. And then at the end of that whole thing, said, is anybody asking any other coaches that have been around the NFL for a long time and have had success and maybe aren't doing great right now if they're potentially going to leave and go to college? Uh, no, they're not. So fucking put some respect on my name. I'm out of here. Joining us now to chat about that and all things happening around around the Pittsburgh Steelers and the NFL, legendary corner, Super Bowl champ, Ike Taylor. What up, dude? What's up, Pete, man? Hey, we've missed you around here, Ike. No, you don't. That's a lie. I ain't get the invite. No, <laughs> why is everybody saying this? What's, you know, I, what happened? Hulk, 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 tell him he lying. He lying, man. No. Hey, every day, man. Every day he's lying. No! <laughs> no, that isn't true, AJ. And, and, you, and you, you, you a Yenzer. You be treating me like that, man. No! Oh. Everybody knows. Everybody I feel knows. Bad. Hey, I would like to let everybody know. Okay, Ike, everybody knows this. We did hire a booking company. Yep. Okay, so I've been a little bit more hands off with the entire booking process. I want to let you, you know. Stuff going. You do you do a wrestling. Yeah. You you flying around in private jets. Yeah, <laughs> well, you living the life. You you you're doing golf yeah. in your backyard. I said, damn. 
I said, damn, P Mac got a big ass backyard. Hey, Indiana, <laughs> Indiana, you know, hey, Indiana Price land prices. There's a lot of land out here. You know, things are different everywhere. But whatever the case is, uh, the booking might be coming back into our hands here. So, so I apologize for maybe what had happened. And uh, it's great to have you back on here. And it's the perfect time to chit chat with you, especially with what happened with Mike Tomlin. Have you ever heard a better answer from a coach about a situation like that ever? And Mike Tomlin, after he walked off there, did he ask somebody? He say, hey. I just fucking killed that, right? And does he just keep it moving? Is there any of that afterwards? Yeah, by his by his personality and his body language, that's exactly what he said when he walked off the podium. Like, I killed that shit, didn't I, dog? <laughs> and you just got to dab him off and be like, yeah, coach, you killed that shit right there, dog. But, yeah, he just kind of nipped everything in the bud, man. He just felt played. He felt some kind of way. He like, man, I'm one of the longest, you know, tender coaches with – not a losing record, you know. I'm one of the coaches who got two Super Bowls, one as a coach in town and the other as a head coach with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I went one year at Minnesota and, and wind up being top three, top two, top one, you know, defense. Then Pittsburgh called me. I wind up coming to Pittsburgh. A couple of years later, I wind up winning the Super Bowl. And, man, if y'all check my track record, man, y'all just see how many – y'all see y'all can see how many drafted pro bowlers I've had. And y'all lucky Ryan Shazier – isn't in the situation he's in because he's definitely would have been a Hall of Famer. So you could just go down the line like Hall of Fame guys. If Minka come around again, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, Cam Hayward, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. If Tua stay healthy, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. If Devin Bush stay healthy, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Pouncey, Pouncey, boy, he's already a Hall of Famer. Big Ben already a Hall of Famer. Already had Jerome Bettis, he's a Hall of Famer. We're waiting on Hines Ward to get any Hall of Fame. Uh, Troy Polamalu Hall of Famer. Man, we can go down the line with this Hall of Fame. James Harrison going to wind up going to the Hall of Fame. So, Santonio Holmes was pretty damn good when he was with Pittsburgh. Antonio Brown was pretty damn good when he was in Pittsburgh. Plexico Burris was pretty damn good when he was in Pittsburgh. <laughs> like, Coach, he like, damn, y'all really trying to play me like that? Like, man, y'all triple, but that never say never, but never. Boy, if they do have a billionaire to write that check, he gonna take all. He gonna take all that shit. <laughs> all that shit he said back. Right now, I think you're looking at like eight point five to nine million dollars a year. Somebody can write him a fifteen million dollar check, and Coach T gonna chunk up the deuces to Pittsburgh like he in Texas <laughs> throwing them deuces, <laughs> throwing them slaps. Uh, okay, so you're torn on it. You think there is a chance then, maybe? Man, fifteen million gonna get you up out of there. Fifteen million gonna get. Fifteen million gonna get anybody up out of there. The highest paid. Coach right now is Nick Saban, and Nick is like nine something and some change. Go ahead, AJ. Hey, with that being said, though, like, okay, let's say he was at a school like USC. I took it with Tomlin. I didn't take it as like a slight. I was like, this is a compliment, man. I didn't think anything of what's going on with Pittsburgh now. I'm like, with your personality, they know you could recruit. You're relatable. You obviously are very passionate. I was like, that's a compliment to a big school like USC. My name would be floated. How do you think he would be as a college coach? It seems like he would have everything set up perfect. Yeah, coach, coach going to wind up going to them homes and wind up recruiting it. Coach going to take every recruit. First of all, it's hard to have the gift of gal, and that's what Coach T got. Oh, he got he got the gift of gal. So now he's going into homes, and he's recruiting, and he's simplifying. And you just had a Coach Tom that you seen with a prestige organization with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now he coming to high schools? So you can only you can only imagine like how they feel about him when he go to college pro days and when he go to the combine. Like, man, that's Coach T right there. But now Coach T coming to the high school, like, 
hey man, let me get a full piece of y'all. Full piece of me. Let me get four of your top players. You got damn right they coming with Coach T. Because <laughs> that's, that's just his resume says that. What he has accomplished over the years say that. Now over time, it might, it might run out. But if he wins in college, then yeah. But again, I, I credit to you, Hawk. I do look at that as a compliment. You know what I'm saying? Because he like, man, I'm at the highest level that you can do this at an organization where it's hard. They don't get rid of head coaches. Three head coaches in like 52, 53 years. So that's that's hard. Like, I'm sitting comfortable. Like, my kids was raised in Pittsburgh. Like, Pittsburgh, I know it like the back of my hand, so it was hard for me to do. But boy, that blank check, Hulk, I'm telling that blank check. All right, all right. That blank check a mother, boy. I, I, there's going to be people pissed that we're even talking about this because of his answer and never say never, but never. And maybe even Tomlin might hear this and say, why are you guys even talking about it? Because of everything you said about being at the highest level of the highest level whenever you're in Pittsburgh. I guess if somebody writes a big enough check, everybody has to kind of... Okay, all right. I mean, I guess if you're going to pay me to do that. Him recruiting, though, is a year-round thing. Going from the NFL to college, I don't know if coaches would necessarily love that transition of work. I guess the film study, and everybody says that Tomlin is a like a film addict. Almost. He's a Coach T, like, Coach T will simplify from, he'll simplify where a 5- or a 55-year-old person would get it. And they know nothing about football. He he just have the gift of he got that kind of talent. He's an instructor. He's a professor. Would he want to spend his time though? Would he want to spend his time texting seventeen year olds and like shit? He ain't even he ain't, he ain't even got he ain't even got a t- well coach T resume. He ain't got to text nobody. He just said, man, <laughs> meet me at a location. I'm pulling up. And, 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 and he can say he can say that in every reason. Like coach T, if he just want to recruit the Southwest, he can be like, man, the best hunted meet me in Nashville. And the best hunter gonna meet him in Nashville. If he wanna go to Texas and be like, the best hunter meet me at so and so in Texas. Man, he got a hunter meeting him in Texas. They come to him. He ain't gotta go to them. That's awesome. I'm sure Mike Tomlin either knows that or is somebody around him telling him, hey, the only drawback to coaching in college is the recruiting thing. Good news. Players are actually going to be recruiting you. It is going to be a completely opposite situation. So uh, Pittsburgh hopes this never happens, I assume. A majority of Pittsburgh Steelers fans hope this never, ever happens. But if it was to take place, you could see why or how. Let's move on, though. This Steelers team coming off a bye. What are your thoughts, Ike? How we doing? You think old Ben? uh, What do you think about old Ben? I'm excited to hear your thoughts because you played alongside him, obviously. You've watched him. I think you have a great relationship with him. How... How does this go for Ben the rest of the way, you think, this season? You know, you know, they say coming off a bye, Ben is undefeated coming off that bye. That's 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 what he is. It's just goddamn they got Johnson, the little young boy who they just acquired. Cleveland got Johnson, the little young boy who went for one hundred and forty six piece. Nick Chubbs coming off a cab injury, and you know how big he is, man. He just like he just like Hawk. He like a little hawk running the ball. <laughs> then you got that offensive line. When, when you get the offensive line, you know they top five, top three offensive line. So now you got receivers in OBJ. Uh, Jarvis, he's been hurt. Then you got Peoples Jones. But then you got tight ends like Njoku and all them guys who went crazy at Miami. And we ain't going to even talk about the guy who they keep drug testing at Miles Garrett. Like they just acting like ever since the man took the sleeves off, he can't even catch a break. You know what I'm saying? So. It ain't it ain't been nothing but first and second rounders that's been drafted on that defense, so they just got to come around and pull that together. 
So yeah, I got I got the Browns, and I know the Steelers fans are gonna be upset. But the reason why I got the Browns is one, man. I seen I think Pittsburgh have a hard time stopping the run. They showed me that last time. One, two. If you just look at it, even with a hurt Baker Mayfield, they they're not gonna ask Baker Mayfield to drop back thirty times. They will ask Baker Mayfield to put the ball in somebody's stomach thirty five times. You know what I'm saying? Three. I just think the defense overall. I give it to the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. I think they are better. But I think just whoever whoever commits to the run, and that's been a problem for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh hasn't committed to the run. I yet. you said Tomlin is going to go potentially go USC, and you said the Browns are going to beat the Steelers. Have you turned full heel on Pittsburgh <laughs> at this point? Now you're doing that social media bullshit. I said, <laughs> <laughs> I said a blank check for fifteen per year. I think Coach T will walk. <laughs> Out the door, I apologize. I apologize. I apologize. Sorry about that. Now the, now, the Browns beating the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think they got a great chance of beating the Pittsburgh Steelers. But the Pittsburgh Steelers, man, the only way they walk out this game with a W is by committing to the run like how the Browns do in their offense. Ike, what about tonight? Uh, we know Devontae Adams out, Lazard is out, and Devontae is an absolute game changer, especially the rapport he and Aaron have. How does that change you think what Arizona will do defensively or even what Green Bay is going to do offensively? That's that. That's that Magneto versus Magneto. You know, if you're a comic book uh, lover like I am, man, that's like, you know, between Aaron Rodgers and Devontae, man, them boys always on the same page. They ain't even got a team. Hawking animal. Got it. Yeah, all they they got to do is look at the defense the same, you know. So if they see backside cover three, and it's a run play. You know, Aaron Rodgers picking that thing up. If a quarter, if a cornerback is nine yards off, he's going to throw it to Devontae right now. You know what I'm saying? If you put Devontae in the slot, he knows he's going to find open holes in the slot. You know what I'm saying? He's going to give it to him right now. Now, when he needs to play, he's going to go deep. He's going to throw a back shoulder fade, which is hard to cover. So, them, them two always on the same page. And, and, and that's hard. I went through a couple of stints with that. I saw A.B. and Big Ben on the same, same page for a certain amount of years. I saw Santonio Holmes and Big Ben be on the same page for a certain amount of years. And you can be covered all day. It's just when you got a receiver and a, and a quarterback always on the same page, man, it's like a marriage. And them two guys are down there marriage. Now you got two, two wide receivers missing for the, for the Green Bay Packers. So I, I, I like Arizona beating all because Devontae and the, is it Lazard won't be there. And MVS. And MVS now, too. Okay. So they won't be there tonight. But, um, I mean, you, you got to give Arizona their props, man. You, you Little Mighty Mouse back there in Arizona? I call him Mighty Mouse. <laughs> little, what Little Mighty Mouse doing back there? Man, what, what that young man doing, man, we, we got to start talking about Arizona. You know, we, we, we didn't, we didn't want to talk about Cincinnati because we always figure, all oh, they just the Bengals. But Joe Cool is really Joe Cool is really that guy in Cincinnati. Now you got to start, start talking about a young man who's sitting behind the helm, Kyler Murray, as a quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, he really is the real deal. He is. I love watching him. The electricity started last year, I think, and it came in bursts and spurts. And then this offseason, it seems like they've gone to work. He has been fantastic to watch. He's going to throw for more than 225. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Dix. Like, we know the Steelers-Ravens is always Steelers-Ravens. That's always going to be there. But, like, when you were there, the Bengals went from being bad to being good, and now it's the Browns go from being bad to being good, and the Bengals are actually now too. What was it? What's it like in the Steelers' locker room? Like when one of those two other teams that aren't the Ravens are coming up and they're starting to challenge? Man, I experienced none of that. <laughs> it was just, it was just us and the Ravens. Like we, we wasn't like as soon as we looked at 
and this is no disrespect, but as soon as we looked at the AFC North, we already counted us beating the Cleveland twice and us beating Cincinnati twice. Now, we figured we was going to split against the Ravens. But other than that, man, we never looked at the Cincinnati Bengals or the Cleveland Browns as a threat. Never. No, it, it was never a rivalry. Like, they be talking about rivalry. Like, y'all can't even defend the AFC North. What you talking about rivalry? You know how many times I've been to the Super Bowl? And y'all talking about rivalries? Like, y'all need to catch up. And, but that's that's just what it is. But now, the ties have turned. You can't even lie. Mess around with Joe Cool and Jamar Chase if you want to. They're going to slap you upside the face and put up a 50-piece. We already know what the uh, former MVP of Lamar Jackson is doing. So now to keep up, Big Ben and Baker, Mayf- Baker Mayfield got to keep up with the consistency of Lamar Jackson and uh, Joe Burrow. But what I do like about Pittsburgh, pitcher, Pittsburgh matches well against Lamar Jackson. For some reason, they always got his number on defense. Hey, it's hot in the kitchen. That's what the AFC North is. That's what Tomlin says. It's always hot in the kitchen here in the AFC North. Go ahead, Ty. Like for a game like tonight when the top three guys maybe on the other team are out, like how, how does your preparation change if like the Packers are bringing a guy up off the practice squad to play tonight? Like how does that change your preparation for the game at all? Aaron Rodgers, man. <laughs> hey, believe me, I saw that dude live in person, man. Not only did I have a front row seat, I was on the field with him. And he lit our ass up. He lit it. And he do small stuff, subtle stuff. Like he'll give you a wink or something. You know what I'm saying? And he'll look back at you or something. At the time, he ain't had a discount double check going on. <laughs> but Aaron Rodgers, man, when you want to tell you, we talk about Patrick Mahomes and his arm, AR, we call him AR12. AR12 been doing that. Hawk know this. AR12 been doing this, man. He been doing this for a long, long time. So regardless on whether he have on the field, He's like the modern day Aaron. He's like the modern day Tom Brady. Like we say, man, Tom Brady made a lot of receivers. You can say the same thing about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers have made a lot of receivers. A lot of receivers go elsewhere and not be as efficient as they are with Aaron Rodgers. So that's how I look at Aaron Rodgers from that standpoint. Now him having guys coming off the practice squad. Now before the end of the night is over, we're gonna we're gonna wind up talking about some guy we never known about but that the Green Bay Packers been knowing about for a long time, and you're going to see what he do tonight, it's all because of Aaron Rodgers. Ike, what would you do? What if you're a D coordinator tonight? How do you stop Aaron? How do you slow him down? Well, I'm going to make you run the ball. That's, 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 that's what I'm going to do. Cover you know, I'm going to make you – it's going it's, it's to be a slow leak but a steady drill. And I'm going to tell my defense, y'all going to be pissed off at me. They're going to get first downs. But we were taking away the big plays. I'm going to run cover two all day. He's going to check down to these running backs. They're going to pick up these five and six-yard hitches. But, man, I'd rather, I'd rather have that all day than for me to go and cover one and he bombed my ass. And now this practice squad guy is a new guy on the fantasy league. That's, what I'm, that's what's not <laughs> going to happen from this standpoint. Hey, how come when uh, Peyton, the Lions-Packers game on Monday Night Football, Peyton was talking about how the Lions were running cover two against Aaron, and it was basically like just testing him, testing his patience. I give, On the defensive side, you guys probably get bored too, right? No, that probably is. No, no, you understand, man. It's, it's, it's a, it's a bend-on-break. Hawk know this. It's a bend-on-break, man. It, it's the Kansas City Chiefs going through this. They so used to the big plays. They so used to the backflips. They so used to the daps, the celebration in the end zones. Like, it's hard for Patty Mahomes to, to, to Tom Brady that thing. And that's what Tom Brady does well. He'll throw 10 passes to Leonard Fournette coming out of the backfield. 
because he's known, but he understands, man. I'm going to take what the defense gives me. These young guys, they just so mentally challenged. What I mean by that, man, all they know is big splash plays, big splash plays, big splash plays. You put the top on the roof, and that's a cover two. Man, you taking that away. So then when you force it, now you see why he got six, seven, eight interceptions in the course of seven games. Because all he knows is big plays, big plays, big plays, big plays, big plays. I don't even know how to check it down. You know, so that's 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 how I look at that standpoint. So that but Aaron Rodgers, he'll see it and now he'll hand the ball off. But it, you gotta have you talking about patience. It's it's like it's like having a four year old badass kid and you gotta have some kind of patience. Like that's not your kid. You're trying to you, you took him from somebody trying to train him and groom him, groom him. But the kid just bad. The kid, the kid, the kid use the bathroom all over your floor. Don't go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> in the bathroom. Yeah. It's a kid or a dog. He, he, he yeah, with his hands. It's like they, he just don't get it. Aaron Rodgers get it. But KC, that's the problem they're having. They're not used to 10, 15 yard plays through each game. They used to getting the ball having five or seven plays and scoring. And that's a tough mentality to potentially break, especially when you've been doing it every single day of your entire NFL career. Hopefully they'll be able to change. If not, it'll be a problem. The only problem that we've been able to change is the fact that we got you back on this show. Let's make this happen much more often. Ladies and gentlemen, Ike Taylor. What a stunt. Yeah. All right, Hulk. All right, Matt. All right. There it is. Here yeah, we go. Yeah. Joining us now is a man who I hope... A I hope concurs with our risk-free same game parlay. I already got the douches and trolls on the internet telling me that this is a same game parlay we created to make money for FanDuel. Oh, fuck off! Glock him, fuck off! Glock him, fuck off! You damn it! Fuck off, Dandy's little candy babies. I actually, I didn't, I don't know what that's from. It is Halloween season and that was spooky, but I did tell one of them to fuck off because I'm so tired of that. We, we are trying to take every... Do you know how sweet it would be if we were able to hit 30,000 people strong a same-game parlay? That would be awesome. Hell yeah. You fucking idiots. Think of us walking in here tomorrow, what the show would be like on a feel-good Friday in which we are being forced to wear costumes because Connor's so happy about his costume. Yeah. He wanted to wear it on Friday. Think about us walking in after hitting a plus 1287 same game parlay, risk-free. And although in Indiana, the banner is not on the top for you to risk-free opt-in, it is in the promo section. Make sure you press on that. Risk-free opt-in, how you doing, keep it moving. Same game parlay, 10 bucks will win you $128 right now. If it lose after you opt-in, you get your money back. Let's fucking go. And I got people, you're trying to make FanDuel money. It's risk-free. What? what? Trolls will say anything. They will, aren't they? These little bums. They yeah. come scurrying out of their little shithole right. caves. Fuck them. They're fake. Just put the bet in, all right, you little troll punk-ass bitch? Mm -hmm. Bitch. And win alongside of us. And then tomorrow, get a chance to celebrate. Join our team, pal. I don't need you saying and putting negative vibes in there because it's not just us that'll lose this bet. No. It's all the people that'll bet alongside of us, you assholes. And we all know you can't be putting negative vibes into the universe, so I'm not going to do that because our <laughs> risk-free same-game parlay is way too good to be negative about because a couple people on the internet are assholes. Let's go ahead and ride in to cake land tonight as we rake in cash from Phantom. Hell yeah! Joining us from his attic, a man who is very well-read. He has a great jaw. 
has no documented concussions somehow while being the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers in the tackle with your face era of the NFL. Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. What's going on, dude? Good to be here. You seem to be uh, a bit spirited right now. What happened during the break? I, I just don't like whenever people... We took a and long... You have, hold on. You have a giant following, not only online, uh, also with this show and your platforms and wrestling and all that. If you're going to get upset at every time somebody comes at you, well, I just it's going to be a long day for you. I hate the narrative. I hate the narrative. And anytime somebody goes ahead and... I'll tell you what, man. They throw gas onto the spark of the narrative that we're trying mm -hmm. to make fan. I hate the narrative so much because all we needed was Tom not to kneel down a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And that is literally a kick in the mouth of that narrative. All we needed was a touchdown to be scored by somebody that always scores touchdowns. And instead, everybody else on their team scored a touchdown. And if they would have scored a touchdown, we would have been able to kick that narrative in the mouth. But instead, we've been so close, but yet so far away. Last week was our worst performance. This week, we hit AJ, and I'll be able to not just have to tell somebody on the internet to fuck off. I'll actually have to show them, this is how much money we cost Vandal. This is how much money we made in tomorrow. When you're dressed up in your attic, and we're all dressed up to celebrate spooky season, we're going to have a victory parade, and we're going to dance on the graves of all of them. We're going to do a juju on the beat, AJ, you know? Yeah, it sounds good. So what happened? Okay, so this... This parlay is already locked in. What happens if Hopkins does not play? It'll be voided. Yep. It'll be voided. It'll just He's be expected. taken out of there. The the odds will drop, though. So plus 1287 will probably go to like plus nine something, maybe plus eight something, depending upon how That's big it is. That's not bad. He's That's expected fine. to play. He's expected to play, expected though. Shefty's come out and said expected to play. I think others have as well. Jay Glazer did give us a little bit of a heart attack, though, 15 yeah. minutes into the show. He's like, Hopkins hasn't played. <laughs> you know, Schnodge, he always plays. <laughs> hey, dude. You need to buy some art from uh, Paul Schneider's kid. Uh, John Schneider, his son, Ben, you're talking about. Yes. Smalleagleart.com. <laughs> that is exactly who I'm speaking about. I actually saw, uh, I saw a little bit of Jay when he talked about that. So that's cool. I remember Schneider when Ben was much younger in Green Bay. Always, uh, they were always doing fundraisers and things like that that we would take part in. So, yeah, it's, it's good, man. His art looked good from what I saw. Yeah, there was, we scrolled through. There were some beautiful pieces. And you're a big art guy, so I just assume this would be something. I'm not. I'm not, but yeah, I definitely are. would support yeah, Ben. Yeah, yeah, uh, your house your house has a lot of arts around it. You yeah. like that guy okay. who paints with his nutsack and his penis. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Well, I mean, don't be, don't be downgrading Picasso and what he has done over his, his time, but I'm just saying. I'm I, don't, I don't have any Picassos, but I know some people that do. Yeah, you have purchased. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move along here. Let's get into... Uh, SmallEgoArt.com, by the way. Great pieces, I think, helping incredible causes. Uh, Mark Ingram has been traded back to the New Orleans Saints out of the Houston Texans organization and franchise. Uh, Alvin Kamara welcomed him back. I think all of New Orleans welcomed him back. I assume Mark Ingram is dancing right out of Houston, yeah. back into New Orleans. Very excited where he started this whole thing off before going to Baltimore and being a stud. Uh, but there is one particular person on the Houston Texans that is not exactly thrilled about the situation. Brandon Cooks actually came out and said, this is bullshit. Such a joke. So I think what happened was Brandon Cooks was looking around at practice a couple different times because Brandon Cooks has been on like 10 different teams at this point and has produced on every single one of them for somehow some reason his contract always becomes a situation that teams want to move on from or he's on teams he looks around and practice yeah there's a lot of fucking terrible football players here mark ingram pretty good one now we're trading him out of town this stinks why am i here i think if he adds a god damn it into that tweet there's a chance jack easterby would say get him out 
of our place. But is Brandon Cooks on the move? Jay Glazer said a, a fire sale's coming from Houston, which would make sense if they're trying to load up on the future, especially if this Deshaun Watson trade's going to take place and they're going to get a bunch of picks. I mean, it is a wild time to be a Houston Texan. Happy for Mark Ingram going to New Orleans. Brandon Cooks seems to be kind of trapped in his own uh, demons down there in Houston right now. But what does the future look like? And if you were Brandon Cooks, would you react the same exact way, AJ? I don't know if I would be so public about it, but I can understand his frustration. But is more of his frustration the fact that they're getting rid of really good players or the fact that he wasn't traded? <laughs> well, I think there's still time for him to get traded, right? So I, I think so that- this, is help- this, this will help his cause then. Oh, you think he's adding to the recipe here of you need to get me out of here? Maybe. I mean, how, okay, let's say you take a poll uh, on the Houston Texans, on their team. How many of them, if you said, hey, we're going to trade you to a team that has a chance, that's probably going to make the playoffs and has a chance to make a run. How many of them do you think say yes, trade me? Well, I wonder if Coach Dave is bringing everybody in, the question of loyalty. <laughs> it's Coach Dave, it's Casario, it's Easterby, and it's old Kyle McNair standing over top of all of them like, Hey, we're thinking about trading you. Is that okay? And anybody was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's okay. Like, fucking get them out of here. You. We're trying to build cultural loyalty around here. Tyrod Taylor's going in there. He ain't saying trade me, right? Tyrod Taylor's saying, uh, you keep me here. I can't wait to get back on the field. But he's also saying, hey, how about you keep some of these guys around for when I do come back into the lineup? Hey, these teams, I mean, we did stink, but... I'm just starting to get a lot worse what you guys are doing. Are we even, <laughs> are we even trying this year? But if that Deshaun Watson trade goes through, which once again... We're like four days away from the trade deadline, five days away, I guess, counting 28th, 29th, 30th, 31st, 1st. So we're like five and a half days away. You know, this is like uh, when you read time on Wikipedia, do you count the first year? Right. And they, yeah, when you're huh. doing the math, is it carry or does it not? I mean, there's always yeah. an issue. But we're like five and a half days away from the trade deadline. There's 22 very serious allegations. Jake Glazer saying, well, it won't be till about Monday that they'll really start putting uh, pen to paper or whatever to make these deals happen. Allegedly, leading up to the draft, a team already offered three ones and three threes. Then he went on to say it was the Eagles, the Broncos, the Panthers, and also the Dolphins that were potentially in there. So which team offered that? We don't know. That's an insane situation. Situation that I don't know how a deal actually gets done there. I don't either. And if a team offered, what do you say, three threes and two twos? Three ones, three threes. My bad, yeah, three ones, three. Okay, so I would imagine the Houston Texans would be all over that and try to get them out of town as fast as they can. They wouldn't even answer the call, allegedly. Jay Glazer said that the Houston Texans have handled this all wrong. They weren't even answering calls. They weren't even letting people bid against each other. They Are they scrambling now to yes. try to get it done? Oh, yeah. That's what Jay Glazer said, is now they're trying to get a deal done here in the last five and a half days, and there's really one dance partner left, which is the Miami Dolphins, it seems like. But the Miami Dolphins, in their own right, I mean, they're going through all the – in incredibly self-created destruction. <laughs> yeah. That is that is what they got going on down there, which is insane. But you get Deshaun Watson and everything off the field that is very serious somehow gets handled. He's an incredible football player that people would travel to Miami to play alongside, especially in those state income tax, the warm weather on the joints in the body. Miami has is all the way back, especially through this COVID thing. Miami might have been like a destination city long ago, like popular city. Here we go. For whatever reason. You know, of course, whatever the reason for why all this great beaches, great beaches, of yep. course. And uh, 
you know, it seemed like those beaches had things arriving on them at mass levels that brought everybody's yeah. energy up very yeah. high. But it was a lot of famous and celebrities and everything like that. I don't know if it ever died off. Miami was always sweet. But through COVID, it has become the destination again. You're, you're leaving out. You're either going to Austin or you're going to Miami. That has become the two places, basically, for everybody to cha- uh, travel to. So if you're the Miami Dolphins and you're viewing yourself as the potential next Tampa Bay, we're going to be able to recruit vets. We're going to be able to get people to maybe take less money to come play here. We'll do some salary cap gymnastics. Maybe this would make sense. But with everything off the field, I don't know how you pull the trigger on this deal. Just, what, 10 games into Tua's career? Whatever the game. How many games are we into Tua's career at this point? Nine, I believe. Nine games into Tua's career. I mean, but that, you're you're admitting that you're admitting that you think you made a mistake by drafting him. Yeah, and if you're Chris Greer, which Gumpy, uh, member of the Dolphins, guy's made a lot of mistakes, my friend. Well, and that's what I'm saying. To do everything that we just talked about with Miami becoming the next Tampa, you would you would have to handle that situation very well contractually. You would, salary caps would have to be handled well, like Mike Greenberg was able to do in Buccaneers. They kept all 22 starters plus Antonio Brown, I guess, who wasn't a starter last year. He was just coming off the bench. They were able to keep everybody and still get everybody paid somehow. So you would have to have that in Miami as well. But that is a potential place you could build. I guess Tua isn't the guy to build around. Well, and if the Finns are the only you know trade partner with Houston, their only stipulation is that they need the off-the-field stuff handled or like a, like a Goodell sign-off that if there is something that kind of messes up the trade, they would get all those you know picks back, and that's obviously not going to happen in the next five days. The the that's a lot. I heard. Yeah. Hey, I don't know what like pundit. I heard some NFL insider on something I was listening to say. Back in the fall, I believe, that Deshaun was very close to having all of the cases settled. And for whatever reason, they didn't get it done. Yeah, somebody alluded to that twice. Uh, in the I don't know if that's how true that is, but I have heard. I was like, geez, that's news to me. Well, that, as soon as it was said, I think I reacted the same way. Ian might have said it? No. Yeah, and he wanted everything public, right? Like, And they did not want it public. So yeah, it well, was... Florio said this on Football Night in America, I think. That there was a time, it was Florio on Football Night in America. It's probably when you saw it as well. Because as soon as he said it, I was like, oh shit, I didn't know that. He said on uh, he said that there were, they were close to coming to a settlement, and then they backed off of it. And then he went on to explain about how normally in this particular case, the person that is settling, doing the settling, doesn't want any of the details released afterwards. That is a part of it. An NDA happens. An entire payment happens. There's everything like that. And in this particular case, allegedly, Deshaun didn't want the NDA. He wanted everybody to speak in that the representative who's... Uh, Busby. Busby wanted, wanted uh, non-disclosure, wanted nobody to be able to talk about it at all. And that was a hang-up, I guess, and then they didn't do it. And now Jay Glazer says that Deshaun does not want to settle. And I ask because settling makes you look guilty, ultimately. In the end, long haul, people think you're just throwing money at it so you don't get found guilty and you get rid of it. Although, if he isn't guilty and he's putting up all this fight with all these allegations lingering around and having court and everything he's gonna look guilty i mean there there it's just this is like are you gonna go to trial that's the thing like how you are you are you okay with going to trial for some of these or all of them like how does that work if you don't want to settle you must feel pretty good about your position obviously well that's what i think that is the appearance that is being to him hey if he feels like he is innocent then yeah he should he should Take it as far as he can. And if he, by the way, ends up getting found innocent on all 22 very serious allegations or whatever in civil court currently, not in criminal yet, I don't think there is something happening in February, though, that is potential criminal. I, I, don't, I don't know how it all goes. If he is found innocent on all these, I assume that he will 
let people know throughout the entire thing his thoughts on it all, which is in, justice needs to be served, I think, one way or the other. But it sounds like it's probably going to end the way a lot of these types of things end, which is a payment. And then it'll kind of just be a blimp in the past that'll get brought up in a conversation later on down the road. It definitely could could turn out that way. To, to think that he is with another team within a week from now is just crazy. And can play. Yeah, he hasn't played football in like three yeah. months. Yeah. Maybe he has. Maybe he's doing I think his physically. Work. I think physically he'll be all right. You think no worries at all? I mean, I, no, I have plenty of worries. But I'm just saying I, if, if he is able to play, I'm sure they will take their chances. But, hey, this dude, I'm sure he stayed in shape, been throwing the ball. I, does he go to the facility? What does he do all day? He goes or he just stands there, I think. I, I think he just stands there. So he's practice. in meetings and walkthroughs and everything? Does he get reps? I think he has to be there, right, because they could fine him, and they, he didn't want to get fined, so he has to yeah, be there. He can't not, really hold out. He's not getting any reps, no. I don't think. So is he sitting in the back of meetings? That has to be so – Like distract – like a distract – I mean, obviously, I'm sure he's he's quiet, but, yeah, what a weird situation for everybody. Everybody. And, you know, those are very serious allegations, so hopefully that will all end up on the right side of justice. You know, hopefully history will be told that justice was served one way or the other. And that's why it's crazy that he could legitimately be the starter for the Dolphins next week if he does get traded. Like He can play football still. He's not on the exemplar. And that was what Roger Goodell came out and said at the owners' meetings, or that's yeah. how something mm-hmm. that he said came out in the owners' meeting, whatever. Hey, those, those league meetings, fireworks, AJ. Oh, yeah. Fireworks going on. Jerry yeah. Jones and Kroenke are on the same po- uh, same page versus all the other owners because – Hey, when Jerry – sorry to cut you off. When Jerry said that yesterday, I think he put his tweet up of his uh, quote when he said, I speak for all all owners. So did Jerry legit really say that? Like, I speak for everybody here? Uh, the quote – I mean, if the insider put the quotes around it, that means that is an exact quote. That Normally, you, can, you have to decipher in the tweets like, okay, what's a pundit? What's an opinion because of information known? And what is actually said? And I think they all are very, very – like when they quote something, I think they potentially burn bridges, right? So I think they're normally pretty accurate. It was in quotes. So unless that was uh, somebody punditry saying that, I'm not 100% sure. But he was talking about in the Washington football team investigation handling situation. In this particular case, it's also coming out of there, is the St. Louis lawsuit that could is costing currently all the owners millions of dollars and lawyers allegedly this is what's being talked about and jerry and Cronky are on the same page and everybody else is basically against them because Cronky is not uh he's letting everybody kind of take the fall as opposed to just him in the lawsuit there's a lot of shit popping off i assume that one per club meeting here we go pat leonard of ny new york daily news yep yeah well done thank you I'm fucking, you know, I know my shit, dude. <laughs> Jerry Jones just said of the Washington football team investigation, I'm very satisfied with how the league handled it, and I speak for all ownership. So that's around a quote. So that is uh, in, in regards to the Washington handling, and this, is, this was in answer to the written report being released about it all and not being, actually not existing and not being released and the protests and everything like that. But there's another situation also <laughs> where Jerry Jones is against the other owners, and I think that's what Jay Glazer was alluding to. Normally the owners, they probably have disagreements, but at the end of the day they're all hey we got to be tight here because if we're not tight then it shows weakness then people think that they can come in here and drive a wedge between us we have a lot of money money is continuing to come in our front door we're getting to own teams let's go ahead and be together unified front 
Now it seems like there has been splits on a couple different things. An investigation ran by the NFL, which is huge, and also a lawsuit that is happening that is allegedly costing all the owners millions of dollars, and now they're kind of split. What does this mean, AJ? Should the NFLPA potentially go in now and start asking for some shit? This seems like a good time to potentially negotiate and have some leverage in this whole thing. Yeah, but how many things can they change when we have a CBA in place? Like, they can't just, would they make amendments to it in, like, in the middle? I have no idea. It'd be interesting, but it seems like their backs are against the right. Like, why would the owners ever agree to that? I'm sure legally they don't have to agree to that. Yeah, they wouldn't have to. Say, what I'm saying is somebody, this is not good for business for the NFL. So if it's not the NFLPA, it could potentially be anybody else. Hey, our partnership, we're guaranteed this. Now we're being associated with drama. Is there any, like, there is. Any- don't you think the owners are saying that? Like, if the, let's say the PA is pushing hard publicly and behind the scenes to, to get all these emails released and a report done on all of this don't you think the nfl is like hey i get it i understand but you know this isn't good for all of us like this hurts not only us but it also hurts the whole game like they could be pushing back on them that way by the way i think that's what jerry's saying right i think jerry came out publicly and was like the handling of it was perfect it was great and i speak for all winners <laughs> yeah and then mark davis was like no i think yeah i think there yeah. should be i want to see all of i that. think there should be a yeah. report which is what a lot of, i think everybody but, but who does the report who would put that report out because that's that's very different than releasing all the emails well and then what's redacted and what's not redacted i mean whenever shit gets released from the pentagon this stuff yeah. that's redacted and covered over and you can't see is normally all the good stuff so it would have to be the nfl because it's the nfl's investigation yeah exactly so we know right there don't you think wouldn't you be a bit skeptical if the nfl hires the people who do the investigation or they do it themselves and then the report is this a non-biased report yeah and if they did put a report out people would ask okay what's redacted it would never get the the full story okay six hundred fifty thousand emails there's a lot of emails and I don't know if we'll ever get we'll ever get the full story. But Mark Davis saying he thinks that a written report should be out there after leaving two one per club meetings is only feeding the fire of people that are saying we deserve to see something. And that involves Congress. That involves all media, basically, at this point. All media are like, yeah, let's see it. Hey, we want to see it. We would like to know what's going on. It's only going to get louder. And Mark Davis, I know this sounds you know, bad because what Mark Davis said is what a lot of us you know, agree with. That could be a problem for the owners in this whole thing. Well, and we talked yesterday about how, like, you know, they're, they're very sensitive about what's going on because of leaks. I mean, Mark Davis, I feel like you get him liquored up. You know, he, he'll he tell you anything that was said <laughs> Is Mark in a that booze guy? Do we know Mark's a booze guy? Uh, on He's his real a- sports thing, he said he used to be quite a bit of a party animal. I don't know if he is anymore, <laughs> well, but... It'd be hard not to be if you're an owner of the Raiders when you're, like, 50 years old. That sweet house, too. He better hold, keep hold of that team. Hey, what does he mean by partying, by the way? Because some people say, like, they, they drink and they party party what does that mean well, i thought he was drinking with charles woodson too earlier this that whiskey season. or whatever yeah. yeah and then hugh jack got the that tequila that's tequila that's yep blood <laughs> so it sounds like mark davis likes <laughs> a little bit of whiskey what? a little tequila what? a couple ice cold beers what? <laughs> i would like to see old margarita mark oh, oh yeah. man you know i mean that would be <laughs> what do you think he has like in that, that backpack that, that is the tequila. name that is the name of all the owners that knew about this entire report <laughs> months before he found out, which was the day that John Gruden resigned. There's uh-huh. one 
<laughs> there is one sheet of paper in that backpack. He did not come to New York with that backpack either. He was given that sheet of paper and said, I have nowhere to put this. Someone ran out, got him a backpack, he put it on. No, that might have been like a swag bag that they give all the owners. That to. could also Ooh. be true. From like uh, Nike, you know, Nike's like, hey, thank you guys for what you do. Here's a swag bag. And Mark, I like this bag. I'm going to put it on the outside of my starter bomber jacket here. And I'm going to sit down in a high, high back chair and look completely normal. I just assumed he had like five Slim Jims, a couple cans of Mountain Dew, and a Game Boy in there. And just he carries that around with him. Everywhere, <laughs> uh, he's got one of those like uh, what are those little uh, sand things that you draw in? Oh, oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. etch a sketch. Yeah, etch a sketch. This is him leaving New York bag. yesterday. See the garment bag's nice. That garment bag. Yeah, he's got a couple suits in there because you know he he likes to party, but he'll he'll get corporate if he has to. He is an NFL owner. It does look like that's a Raider official backpack as well. Okay. It looks pretty full, too. Yeah, it does. It looks packed at a gills. It looks like there's at least one laptop in there. Is it his? Who knows? Well, he needs his airplane snacks, too. He's in a little more. As far as I could go for some reason. Oh, it's all right. It's the NFL stopping you. (laughs) I'm pretty – pretty, I got a pretty good knowledge on backpacks. I'm a big backpack. Okay, what's in there now? Tell me what's in there. Well, I don't know. That's what I'm trying to look at. It looks like it's a multi-pocketed, right? They got a big one and a back one. The laptop one is normally – it looks like the laptop one is filled because there's something that is keeping that top part. Is that a swoosh? I don't know. It's why I can't tell. Yeah, yeah. give me a second. I'll get another. The backpack has at least two two liters in it. Yeah. Mountain Dew. Hey, yep. What's in the garment bag? Have you ever seen him wear anything other than a starter jacket? Like, is there a suit in that garment bag? No, exactly. he's got actually another bomber starter jacket. It's the exact same as that starter jacket in there. Yeah. Okay. Another pair of white jeans, too, I'm sure. Yes. That looks like an Xbox. That's Raiders. <laughs> yeah. I can't see any. You guys can There's see There's a lot in there. The, the box big part on the top. Yeah, oh, there it is. Right. Yeah, I couldn't see that. The logo down there. So Raiders backpack. So it had to be Nike, I'd assume. Oh, yeah, there is Nike. Yeah, there's there is a Oh, yeah, I have that bag. I do have that bag. Yeah, that's a good bag. Not as big as it looks, to be honest. That, okay. that, that, that's a good backpack. But the blacked out swoosh, right? I was given this, I think, at uh, uh, maybe the Pro Bowl or something. I'm not 100% sure. But yeah, that top slot there. Great for the vapes. Okay. Oh, nice. okay Great nice. for the Vips if you need it. It's perfect size. That's about how big it is. He's probably got his uh Twinkies. I, what? Come on. Same size. I just figured Dude. that's what No, I, I no, Twinkies a little large for that. You probably Twinkies put that down there in the bottom. Candy one. cigarettes. Yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> Marlboros or whatever. And Twizzlers. Shouldn't smoke vapes or anything, by the way. Unless you're in. Go to sleepover for you guys. Well, that is what Mark Davis is basically doing. Oh, it's league meeting time. Let's go to sleepover. All right, let's go. That's awesome. Let's go, Mark. Let's hit some phone calls here. Uh, (laughs) What if he does in that meeting? Just, (laughs) just coloring like a a stadium logo, and they're like, "Mark, what are your thoughts? Huh? What are we talking about?" I agree. Can't find an orange crayon. Mark Davis does not deserve this. He no, is probably no. He's the man. Like one of the, like I love Jim Irsay. I've gotten a chance to chat with him. Obviously, he has a storied history of his life being an owner. But these owners, the lives they live, especially the sons of owners. Yeah, you know, like Jim was a son of uh, obviously Mister, and then mm-hmm. uh, Mark was son <laughs> of Al. So they kind of grow up in it their yeah. entire lives. Yeah. It's hard whenever you have access to everybody and everything at a very young age, especially in a position of power, to potentially not go through some stuff. So I'm assuming Mark is very cool, but he does always look like the least billionaire of billionaire of all time. It's hard when your haircut looks like you were born in the medieval times and you were a squire to the king at the (laughs) present time. And all the other owners treat him like a dipshit, like a little brother. Well, 
two zero. It's just all part of it. It's two part zeros. of his game. He's faking it. He's showing them like he he wants them to not take him serious. Then he comes in. He's the shark. He lays down the law. He's the shark. shark. We're in this. We're going to do this. We're going to do oh, this. Don't bring Fuck you, Jerry. What are you doing that? It's working out for MCDC and that stooge in Philadelphia as well. Uh, to Zito's point, though, uh, Billy Madison at the end of it. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It was much smarter than anybody gave him credit for. Sure. <laughs> Just like Mark did. Let's go to the five-hour energy phone line. Off it's not code. as good as his Halloween movie, but it's good. Mm. Oh, Hubie Halloween. Unreal. I love it's Hubie. good time to watch that show right yeah, now, Hubie Halloween. Yeah. Big time. Best picture this year. Really? <laughs> Should be. That's awesome. It's about time. Need a sequel. I agree. He promoted it the other day. Because it's what widely recognized as the worst movie yep. of all time. Whoa, oh, yeah. Whoa, <laughs> top, whoa, top three whoa. for sure. Did you That's actually bullshit. watch it? Me? No way. No, I didn't watch it because I heard it was bad, and I'm such a big Sandman fan. I didn't want to see you know something like that. Oh, it's unreal. So you so have good. to the callback jokes he has in it are second to none. Okay, is it better than uh, Sandy? Ooh, I, I mean, I don't know. No. I don't think any of his movies so. top. That's my boy. Oh, that's such a good one. How about What's this new one? Hey, there's a murder mystery. I don't know what that's Donnie about. Burger. It's about the video games, Donnie I think. Burger. No, murder no. It's really about good. the rich kid. The murder mystery thing is awesome. With though. Jennifer Aniston? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I haven't seen that one yet. Did you like Jack and Jill? Uh, yeah, I obviously love that one. Don't yeah. mess with the Zohan. Yeah, Cisco and Ebert actually stuck their skeleton thumbs up out of the grave uh, to give that geez. two thumbs down. No. Which one? Pretty much three of the last four that you Bullshit, oh! dude. <laughs> Rest in peace, Cisco Andy, everybody. Rest, Rest in peace, Cisco Massive Eber. bummer. Let's go to the five iron front. We literally just learned this. Yeah, I just learned of who they were and then learned well, that they were dead. So well, that's a, a little bit rude what you're saying. But well, I'm who's saying. the current Cisco and Ebert? AC Slater? Is he IMDb. the guy now? No, Tomato Meters. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Ron Tomato. Tomato. Leonard Malton, dude. What? Who? Who's that? <laughs> Leonard Malton. He used to call it the, the thick almanac of like every movie since like 1912, and he rated every single one of them. Hey, Lenny, I ain't reading it. All right. Is Lenny on the internet? Has he made a website? Uh, he's making almanacs. To be no, honest, he, he doesn't know. Lenny might be gone as well. Well, that's <laughs> what are we doing? I know. Why well, I just you? thought. Well, I, had, I did used to read Leonard Moulton when I was taking a shit, but rest. Let's have a moment of silence for Leonard Moulton. Let me check. Actually, I'm... it's a goddamn shame. It gone, is gone too soon. There's Cisco and Ebert. Those are fake people. That looks current. Well, okay. in this one, they just came out of a movie they disagreed on. Mm-hmm. And that oh. is, you never really knew. Leonard, well, I Leonard was, Malton alive and well. That, that, boy, Leonard! Yeah. Yes. that photo was taken after they got out of Dunstan Checks In, which was a tough movie to rate. <laughs> yeah, polarizing. Good. So sorry to interrupt, okay? But I want to let you know that there's big news from our favorite home security company. Simply Safe just launched their new wireless outdoor security camera. That's right, Simply Safe, the system that US News and World Report names the best home security system of 2021. Congratulations. Somehow just got even better. This brand new outdoor security camera is engineered with all the advanced tech and security features you want and need to help keep you and your family safe. It has an ultra-wide, 140-degree field of view so you can keep watch over your entire yard. It has 1080p HD resolution with an 8x zoom. That means you can zoom in and clearly see things like faces and license plates to capture critical evidence. It has a built-in spotlight with color night vision so you can keep an eye on what's going on day or night. It's super simple to set up and usually just takes minutes. The camera has it all and it integrates with your Simply Safe home security system, extending its protection to the outside. Together it means every door, window, room, yard, property, everything is now protected from your friends 
at Simply Safe. To learn more about the exciting new Simply Safe wireless outdoor security camera, visit simplysafe.com/mcafee. That's s i m p l i s a f e.com/slash m c a f e e. Simply Safe is celebrating this new camera by offering twenty percent off your entire new system and your first month of monitoring service free when you enroll in interactive monitoring. Again, that's simplysafe.com/mcafee. Shout out to Simply Safe. They send it to you. You can set it up yourself, and the security system is better than the ones that take hours and hours of weirdos in your house, dragging mud and screwing things into the wall and changing your entire life. It's a first-class security system that you can set up yourself. It takes minutes, and somehow they've gotten even better. Shout out to Simply Safe. Shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. Can't thank you enough for allowing us to penetrate your ear holes. The fact you allow us to do so, I will be eternally grateful for. Tonight's game is going to be electrifying. I can't wait to chat about it tomorrow on a feel-good Friday where we'll be wearing costumes. Uh, You won't be able to obviously see that through here. Just know that the humans you'll be listening to tomorrow do look like stooges. But we're hoping to send you into the weekend in a beautiful fashion. If you enjoyed this show, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Use the hashtag EndoPodSquad on Twitter and potentially win some merch for sticking around this long. You deserve something. Now, have a great night. Ty, please play some independent music and repel these people into a beautiful, risk-free, same-game parlay, Thursday night football, Thursday evening. We'll see you tomorrow.